welcome to the Ghosty Girls podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, so it's been a long couple of weeks, it feels like. I know. It just feels like it's dragging. I need out of the house. (laughs) This whole being stuck in the house and, like, distance learning with our kids. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids are fighting more. And I'm just, like, over it. I can't even describe the amount of fighting in my house. (laughs) And I don't even think it's the kids, sadly. But, (laughs) yeah, definitely them you know, trying to do this online stuff, I'm pulling my hair out and I have to hand it to the teachers out there. The amount of effort that it takes to keep these kids on task. I, know. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I saw the best meme ever. It said, um, teachers, you lied. My child is not a pleasure to have in class. <laughs> Oh my God, so true. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen a truer statement. So. I understand. Like, when they were in school, they would be on time early all the time. I have never had a tardy notice from my children. And they would have to be at school by 7 30 or so. And now, like, trying to get them downstairs by 9. I have to be on them. Like, hurry up in the shower. You don't need 30 minutes in there. You right? don't have to put your hair. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I'm not even making my kid get up and take a shower. And my oldest is like, he still doesn't want to get out of bed. So. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how we're going. You know, what happens when this goes back to normal? What are we going to do? Like, how are they going to adjust? It's going to be hard for all of us. <laughs> oh, that is like the understatement. Of I the know. I have to set the scene here for you and for the listeners right now, because this, what is happening in my house is like a whole thing. So, you know, we're recording long distance and like for the past, gosh, two months, I don't know how long this has even been going on. I, I lost track, but we've been trying to figure out how to record. And so you've been recording in your walk-in closet and I've just been recording in my bedroom. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to try something different. Maybe the sound will be better. I'm going to record in my closet too, except my closet is so small compared (laughs) to yours. So, So I literally had to drag everything out of my closet, pull all my clothes out. My my husband walks in our bedroom and he's like, what are you doing? Well, dear, I'm I'm going into the closet. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm setting up pillows and a lamp and my wine. Clearly I'm recording a (laughs) podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I have one of those like cooling towels, you know, that people take to the gym to cool them off. Cause it's like literally it's 90 degrees outside and I'm in a tiny closet with a lamp. I can just imagine. <laughs> I mean, I, I will send you a photo. It's it is. If I get if I get silent, it means that I may have died of heat stroke over here. So, oh my god, you're making me cry. It's so funny. I can just for <laughs> <touch> you. <laughs> okay, 
we do have a super exciting episode this week. I cannot wait to update everybody on a story that we told a couple weeks ago. And we're going to talk about one of my personal favorite topics, dreams. Girl, that is all you. Oh my goodness. When you said we wanted to record about dreams, you know, we had been talking about it for a while, but my dreams are pretty different from yours and your gift really focuses around dreams so you're gonna have to run with this and I'll film blanks <laughs> oh geez <laughs> all you so, go <laughs> so in the drinking with ghosts episode which was you know a couple weeks ago we shared part one of the story from um this redditor white chocolate fondue And it was a super interesting story about how they moved into this flat with their mom and the things that were happening. And so Anna and I were both like, we need to get an update from them. Like, what has happened since? Did everything stop? Like, did they move? What's the deal? So I reached out to her and got an update. I'm super excited to share this with you. I know. Are you ready? It totally took the first story and kind of what we were thinking and just blew us out of the water like I am so excited I cannot wait to share this with the listeners it totally blows my mind and puts a a new spin on what we heard exactly so there's a couple different parts to this and I'm just gonna start uh start reading through the first part and Anna if you have anything to add or any questions or if you want to say anything just totally you know, let me know. Um, Okay. Okay. So here we go. So I asked about what happened after the story left off in the first flat that they moved into. So she says, I felt very uneasy there and I constantly worked on making plans with friends or anyone I could, which included them accompanying me there so that I wouldn't have to be alone. Soon as people stepped out the door and I closed it, I was alone with it again. The way it was, it was interesting because it was almost like there was an area that was clear where I'd feel safe. The kitchen, the bathroom, the hallway connecting these felt sinister alongside with my bedroom. But the big living room area felt safe. But that didn't mean I wasn't scared. The doors were kind of a frosted mosaic and I could see through the outline of something tall and dark. I'm not going to lie and say, make it interesting. I'm just saying the truth. I couldn't see a face or body, just a black tall mass. I was seriously thinking about my mental health deteriorating until I mentioned it to my best friend while we were watching TV in that room. And she told me, I think I see it too. I just don't talk about it. I only have ever dared to sleep with the TV on at all times. I didn't want to stay alone in the dark. Now, just because this was a safe room, don't assume it wasn't horror. From there on, I had terrifying dreams. I remember one time very well. I was having a nightmare, and I don't even know what. I just knew that I was afraid, and I woke up immediately sitting up in my bed. To my luck, seconds later, my mom started to unlock the front door and stepped inside the hallway. I got up and started to run towards the room to the door to get my mom for comfort but as I was every step which I took was so slow like there were huge heavy weights on it and every step as I got further I got further down into the floor 
I didn't quote that because I mean that literally. It was like running in sand. As I'm being swallowed by the floor and I obviously can't reach the doorknob from down below, my quote, mother opens the door. I was looking at her, but oh boy, it wasn't her. It was her body, her face, but her expression was like spilling down from her face. And it was terrifying. It was a mocking look, kind of like, look who we got here. The interesting part is when I got completely swallowed by the floor, I would wake up sitting in my bed. Simple, right? No, it wasn't. My mom opened the door for real this time. And I couldn't help but repeat what I did as I ran out of bed and the very same scenario played, only to be played another four or five times. It was a terrifying game that the entity played on my psyche, making me believe every time that it's over and I'm safe just to play the same nightmare. It felt completely real. And how, do you, how did it end, you might ask? The very same thing, except this time was normal. And eerily, my mom did come home after that I really woke up from this torture. <gasps> that wow. blows my mind. That I cannot imagine. We're talking about dreams in this episode, and I have never had one play out over and over and over again. And to hear this just dread, you know, from the first part, I will be honest, I still do that to this day to drown everything out. I will try to leave the TV on as long as possible. Like my husband will usually wake up and turn it off for me because it yeah. helps to drown things out. So I really still sleep like with the TV on too. I always do. Yeah. It just, it, it, I don't know what it is. It's a comfort. It's not that it makes those things go away, but it gives Mm -hmm. your mind something else to latch onto as you're falling asleep. Exactly. Um, But to, to hear that she had to endure this over and over and over, just when you think you have peace, it starts all over. I think I'm going insane. Well, and just knowing that whatever it was that was, you know, putting this in her mind, influencing her dream, it was giving her the comfort of seeing her mom like, oh, it's okay, yeah. you're better. Here's your mom. And then it's like, no, you're not. This is happening again. So it's like tricking you into thinking you're safe and yeah. throwing you back into the terror. So that those kinds of dreams are always, they're the worst. And to think... You know, you go home and while you're awake, you're being tortured and you're not even safe when you go to dream. I don't know how she managed to stay in this house. Um, But as we go further on, we find out that it's a little bit different. So I'll let you continue before I say anything more. Yes. So the next part goes from that first flat into the second flat that they moved into. So she starts saying how she developed a really intense feeling of paranoia where she thought she was legitimately going crazy. She says it started in the first house where we had had built in drawers that were in the hallways. And she lived in constant fear that someone living or dead was living in the house with them in a way where it could only move and be active while she couldn't see it. For example, she says it would only move and be active when we couldn't see it and when we would sleep or go to the bathroom I pictured it as I went to the bathroom it would crawl out of one space and go into another I have no idea why it was an instinctive feeling I had one night at the second flat 
my best friend at the time and I were exchanging texts on Messenger. He said he had a dream about me, but he didn't want to scare me shitless. And he knows I'm home alone. (laughs) But of course, I got her interested. So she forced it out of him. She said, I will take responsibility for my reaction. Go on. He said, okay. And explained that he had a dream of her that she was not living alone in the house and simultaneously there was something there hiding in places and being active while she couldn't see it. Basically, he had explained her fear and it couldn't be a bad joke or prank, of course, because she had never told anyone about it, fearing that she would seem insane. And that was the point that her mom went and got holy water and drenched the house. Um, They did the same thing at the third flat too. She said, I don't know if it worked or it's just my calmness and extended understanding about it, but I don't get easily freaked out anymore. I accepted that I'm more sensitive to these things as others. And ever since it got a lot easier for me. So this part like blew me away. Yeah. I, at first when I started reading, I was like, okay, it's an attachment, but then for it to follow, I started kind of leaning toward maybe she's just really sensitive. And it's really awesome that she finally came to that understanding. Um, because I think once you transition over into being scared and not understanding what's happening into, okay, this may be a reality for me from now until forever, <laughs> you yeah. kind of come into this understanding of, all right, this is going to be a thing. How do I deal with it? So what really like changed it for me was hearing her describe she could see, she could picture this thing moving and mm-hmm. it was instinctual. And to me, I'm like, bam, you are sensitive. Like that's a gift right there because yeah. that's what it's like. You can't physically see it but you picture it you see it in your mind and you just know it's there and I think that that's that has got to be the hardest thing to get through because as you're growing up and you're learning you know reality and how things work nobody ever sits you down and says hey if you just kind of feel and know things you might want to go with it I mean you hear go with your gut but yeah. nobody ever really elaborates on what that means. And for some, that is really the driving force of your reality. Exactly. So the next part goes on to, they move into a third flat. And she says, now in this new house we move to, our third flat, you might ask what changed. It's a studio home with only one master bedroom. And the only separate room is the bathroom. In which I got hit by a bottle standing in the shower and a balcony and on a balcony, but that's it. My experience here were mostly psychological mocking, such as chanting down from outer hallways in the middle of the night in a language I couldn't recognize, and my cat being very anxious and following things accurately with his eyes, going to the front door, scratching it, and crying loudly. It's like there's something outside, but I never want to find out what it is um okay that's creepy usually she'll get super 
anxious from this point and put him on the balcony to have some fresh air, place him in the bathroom to eat. It's not like he follows stuff with his eyes now and then. He does it every day and there is visibly nothing there. Not a bug, no flying particles, nothing that would catch his attention. So that's the third house that they moved into. (laughs) And that just puts further concrete to the fact that it is not the house being haunted. It is the person. (laughs) Um, that, That whenever I heard the third part, I was like, okay, I know from my experience, <clears throat> there's always been, from the time I was little, something that has kind of followed me. Just like you have a guardian angel appointed to you, I don't want to, like, <laughs> throw it out there, but I'm going to. Maybe you have a specific demon attached to you as well, because I know from the time I was little, there has been something that has followed me. And I can keep it out of my house, but every now and then it'll sneak back in. And, you know, when I put it back out, it's like it's on the porch, just waiting, waiting for that guard to be down uh, where it can sneak back in. And the only reason I know that it's the same thing is that when it comes in, it's like a familiar feeling. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is part of what she's going through. Maybe there's something that is attached to her, you know, in addition to her being sensitive and that's why it's continuously following her. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing that I thought about too was, you know, you've had this thing with you since you're a little and maybe these things are given to us as, I don't want to say tools, but kind of as tests to show us, we have a gift and maybe that's why this thing is continuously there it's like hi recognize your gift I'm not going anywhere and it's forcing her to accept it and to really dive into that so that's a possibility you know you and I always say it is better better to deal with the ghosts or the demons that you know than the ones you don't so I think you hit it on the head um Maybe God allows that spirit to be there because it is familiar to you. Um, God knows its boundaries, that it's not going to hurt you. Um, But he allows it to stay there so that you learn and you start to understand what that feels like and what your boundaries are. So when you come into contact with other things, you're not surprised. Yeah. So the last part of her update, she said so basically things are still the same except for my reaction to it because I'm no more terrified when something happens I understand they're just energy too and they can't feed off me if I don't fuel it the interesting thing is when we moved to the third flat I took a bath for the first time in this house and a shampoo bottle hit me on the head the funny part is the corner of the bath has no shelving anywhere near it so it's not like it could fall down from anywhere and we store these things on the inner edge. So while it could fall down in the water, it's no, there was no way it could have hit me in the head. But indeed, I was hit. I took it as a way of the entity letting me know that it's indeed here. Mm. So, you know, when I, heard, when I heard that part, I almost cried because I was like, okay, she gets it. She's accepting of it. Now, how does she move forward? And 
if you're listening, it's taking control. It's walking into a room with your chin high, your shoulders squared, and saying, I own this room, and you will not attack me or have anything to do with me in this room. I won't allow it. Um, Really just try to practice taking charge of your space. Um, There will be times like when you're not feeling well or you've had a long day, when your defenses kind of drop, you might see an increase of energy um, or activity, but you control it. And if you have faith and understanding that you have the ability to control it, it will start to learn its boundaries and when it can and can't mess with you um, and reach whenever you get to the point that you feel strong and capable, take a minute, reach out to it, try to understand it because that'll help you defeat it. Exactly. I mean, it's a hard thing to do to kind of have that confidence it is. and to, to not be scared or shaken when you are coming in contact with something, especially when you don't have that experience. Like that was a very difficult thing for me. And yeah. the only thing that helped me to get over that fear was just to continue facing these things. And the yeah. more you do, the easier it will become. And just knowing that you are living and you do hold p- more power than it does. So just Absolutely. remember that. Call on God when you need him. He is there and will make sure that you are protected protects me every time so yep (laughs) he may let me learn a few lessons and I may be scared every now and then but exactly he he has never failed me and when I really truly feel like I'm done I cannot do this anymore he comes around and here we are he lifts it and we can go forward and then when it's time for the next test I'm ready so it's just it's about faith and taking charge Obviously, she's got to the point where she's not scared anymore. She's accepted it. Um, just, I would just advise taking charge of that space and of um, the energy you project. You know, obviously, she learned. You know, if I if I'm scared, it's going to feed on me. So I'm really proud of her for taking that um, initiative and trying not to be scared and control that when things lash out at her, but really just focus on that and just practice. I, it doesn't come easy. It takes years of practice, but you'll get there. It'll be fine. Just work through it. Yep. And we're here if you need us. Absolutely. Anytime you need us, we're here. So kind of to segue into the other topic we're going to talk about on this episode, dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a poll on our Instagram and we asked people how many people have had dreams where family members have visited them in dreams, family members who passed a hundred percent of people said yes. Oh my um, goodness. A hundred percent of people said that they have had dreams with, uh, they've experienced sleep paralysis before. Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent of people have had nightmares with, demons in them so I mean we've we've got a lot of dreamers out there (laughs) you know what's funny is that when you talk about dreams and 
you know, kind of the weirdness that you and I talk about, we're afraid to tell other people because we think that they're going to think that we're weird or, you know, maybe there's mentally something wrong with us. But obviously there are people everywhere that go through this. And for some reason, it's just not talked about. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. It's just not talked about um, often or, you know, it's talked about by select groups of people. You know, weirdos like us. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not going to give my boss and say, hey, you know, I had a dream last night. You want to hear it? (laughs) No, never. (laughs) I would get fired on the spot. (laughs) I I feel like dreams also are very personal. So to, to share your dreams with someone, that's like kind of a big deal. I would have to agree. Yeah, I... I think there's probably only three people that I've ever shared a dream with, and you're one of them. Oh, and now <laughs> all these listeners, and now all of these listeners are going to hear my dreams. <laughs> so I have always been very interested in dreams. I, as a child, I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of nightmares. I just was always kind of obsessed with dreams I remember for my 11th birthday I got a dream book was one of those like books that would tell you what anything you know if you had a dream about a feather this is what it meant so who knows how accurate it was like (laughs) I I don't know there I don't know where they got it there was no Amazon back then so I don't know but I do remember my friends would say like they would come over and spend the night. Oh, I had a dream about this. And then we would try to like decipher what their dreams meant. So that is really strange for me. Like to hear you say that, that is totally foreign to me because (laughs) when I grew up, if you had a dream about something, you didn't talk about it because whenever you started trying to find meaning in your dream, you kind of went into that spiritualistic, no, no place where it was evil. So having a dream for me was, okay, it was just a dream. No big deal. It was like a sleep thing. Like it It was a apply. Yeah. Yeah. It's so odd to me because anyone who has read the Bible before knows that they talk about dreams. So yes. And in fact, you know, my husband and I started talking about, we wanted to do a Bible study and for some reason, I have not read this book since I was little, but the book of Daniel came to mind and it has been on my mind for weeks. So when my husband said, Hey, you know, we should probably be doing some type of study during the week. Daniel just floated to my mind and I laid in bed last night, probably way later than I should have just reading the first couple chapters and studying into what it meant. And it blew my mind that Daniel was known for interpreting dreams and that dreams actually meant something. So looking back on my childhood, it really made me wonder why I was taught that those types of things don't happen. And Mm -hmm. it was only Old Testament or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but having it really apply to my life today, because dreams do mean something, you know, meeting you and watching your dreams play out in real life, 
I know that that is of God. And it just blows my mind. Every time you call me and you're like, guess what dream I just had? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I cannot wait to hear this because I know that there's meaning to it. It's amazing gift you have when you start diving into these dreams that you have and watching them play out. It just, it blows my mind every time. Yeah. I'm so honestly, I could probably talk for five hours, like just recounting specific dreams I've had. I will not do that because obviously (laughs) I want people to continue to listen to us and I don't want to bore them to death. But the one thing I will say is it is very, very important to write your dreams down. Yeah. And I did not realize this until a little over a year ago. And I just was having a flurry of just very vivid dreams. And I had this instinctual gut feeling that like they were important. And I started Mm -hmm. writing them down and you write them down when you wake up, as soon as you wake up, even if it's in the middle of the night, like my journal is right next to my bed. And it's very interesting how many times I have gone back to a specific dream and been like, okay, that's what that dream meant. Now Mm -hmm. something happened in my life and now I understand what that dream was telling me. I get it. Or just, it's just, it's awesome. So that is one thing I will say to people is write your dreams down. It's very cool to go back and read them. Number one. And it's very helpful. It it blew me away today. When we were talking about this, you were kind of going back through your journal and you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even remember this dream. And it kind of makes you wonder, has that part in your life not played out yet that you need that dream? Like, why didn't you remember that? It's a very vivid, in-depth dream you were reading to me. And for you just to not even remember you wrote it down, that was kind of creepy. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, you don't remember writing this? This is so detailed. (laughs) And I have some dreams that I've written down that take up three or four pages in my journal. And then I have some where I just write a paragraph. So it really depends. I always think it's cool to hear you talk about it because I I don't get that. I mean, it's rare that I'll get a dream. And so I am so excited to hear some of those dreams that you're going to share with us because... I just, I don't, I wish that I had that part of the gift. That would be so cool. On the other hand, you're probably sitting there saying you're crazy because these dreams suck sometimes. (laughs) They do. Sometimes they're really awesome. So I definitely am going to share some of those with everybody. And sometimes they are awful and I wake Mm -hmm. up feeling like my heart is going to just beat out of my chest and I'm terrified. Um, You know, we've all had those dreams, I'm sure. But Mm -hmm. the first dream that I want to talk about is a, I mean, it's not necessarily a dream. It's more a sleep paralysis event that happened when the spirit of an old woman uh, came into my bedroom when I was about 16. So the house that I lived in when I was about 16, like it was, we hadn't lived there for that long. And I didn't know this, but there, a family member had already had an experience in that house. Um, Mm -hmm. 
where they had already encountered a couple different spirits, one of which was this old woman who came into my bedroom. And I remember opening my eyes and she was standing over me and she put her hands on my chest. And I remember looking up at her. I could not speak. I couldn't move. It was like my whole body felt like a sandbag, like so heavy, just full, like sand. Mm. I couldn't move at all. All I wanted to do was to scream for my mom and I couldn't. And she looked at me with these like glistening eyes and she kind of like this half smile, like, I'm not going to hurt you, but she scared me. And the fact that, you know, now she's standing over me and it's like, lady, I don't care if you're smiling. I can't (laughs) move. Like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. And then I watched her turn and walk out of my bedroom. And by the time she walked, like, turned the corner of the hall where I couldn't see her anymore, all of a sudden I could scream and I yelled for my mom. And my mom came rushing into my room and I told her, you know, what I had seen. And she's like, okay, okay. Like, all right, we're going to deal with it. Like, (laughs) the following night, I did not sleep in my bedroom. And then after that, it was like, yeah, I mean... It was intense. That was the first time I'd ever dealt with any sleep paralysis, like just not being able to move and having that spirit stand over me. I cannot imagine. It wasn't even her necessarily that scared me, but more just the fact that like, what's wrong with my body right now? Yeah. Like I'm trying to scream. You talk about all those instances where you're scared, but I don't think despair really means any harm. It's just their, their approach. Maybe they should have really thought that through, (laughs) but I can't imagine laying there and watching this play out, knowing that you're awake and you can see and feel this and you can't move. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. (laughs) So she never, she never came back to my room. I was told that she was sorry and she didn't mean to scare me. Um, and she didn't come back. So that was good. But that was my first experience with that. And oh, it was Have like, you had that since? I have not had sleep paralysis since, no. Wow. Have you ever had that? Um, not while I was awake. <laughs> okay, so it. this is really weird. And honestly, it's only been happening the last probably six months, which blows my mind because it's completely new. Just when you think you have your gift figured out, something else happens. It's like God saying, um, we're not done with this yet. Hang on. So I've talked to you about this a couple of times and it's probably happened a dozen times. I wouldn't say that maybe a half a dozen. So I will go lay down and when I lay down, let's say in the living room and I fall asleep on the couch, I will, in my dream, wake up and I feel like I can't catch my breath. I can't breathe. And every movement feels like I'm stuck in quicksand. Like I'm just, I can barely get off the floor crawling. 
but I'm trying, like, it is weird because I can see everything around me. I can see my husband sitting in the recliner and I know my kids are upstairs playing. There's been a couple times where I've crawled up the stairs and got my kids and I'm shaking them or I'm shaking my husband, wake me up, wake me up. And I'm watching everything play out around me. And for the life of me, I cannot wake myself up. But I've realized the last couple times that it's happened, if I will go back to where I was laying and lay back down in the same position, I will wake up instantly. So I don't know what the hell is happening to me. <laughs> I, okay. I can't even. I don't know. I have questions. I have questions. Here's my question. Are your kids actually playing upstairs at the time that you fall asleep and you're having this dream? And is your husband actually sitting in the recliner next to you while you are asleep having this dream? Do you know? 100% yes. Because when I wake okay. up, when I wake up, they are in the same places that I just literally crawled to get to, to shake them to wake me up. Oh that my gosh, I literally, I have chills right now. It's like you had an out-of-body experience. And I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't there... want to say that because it goes against everything that I was taught. I mean, we can throw that out the window, but I mean, I mean... it. I didn't realize until the last few times, like, I will wake up and my husband is sitting, wearing, watching the same thing that in my dream, I seen him doing. And I will be, gra in my dream, I guess if we want to call it that, I will be grabbing onto him, like shaking him, wake me up. I can't breathe. I can't move. Wake me up. I have crawled up the stairs and to get to my kids and I'm shaking them wake me up I can't breathe I can't move and I can never wake up until I crawl back to the stairs and lay back down so you can never wake up until you get back in your body I know I know you're telling me this and I don't want to believe it but oh my god it is so true I listen I, I can't even you need to you have to recognize the fact that everything you've ever thought clearly was not correct because <laughs> you have experienced many things that go against what you were taught. I know. So I know. And how, how is it that in my dream, I know full well that I am laying wherever I'm laying asleep and I know that I need to wake up. Like, how do I see the TV show? Or the game that my kids are playing on the third story. How do I know that they're doing those things? If I'm on the first floor laying down, I know in my mind that's what's happening. But to actually come out and say it, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. That <laughs> is legitimately creepy. And I will call it a dream because that makes you feel better. <laughs> But that 100% is an out-of-body experience. I know. But it creeps me out that I can't control it. I mean, the last couple times I've realized, okay, I just got to lay down. But before that, 
like I could not control what was going to happen. Okay. There's a rule in my house right now. I sat my children and my husband down and I said, listen, if I fall asleep during the day, you better wake me up the second you realize I'm asleep because I need to be woken up. <laughs> and I will go okay. around the house and I will quiz them. I'm like, what do you do if mama falls asleep during the day? Wake you up? Right on. <laughs> now, hear me out. What if the next time this happens to you, because clearly you're cognizant of reality, that's why you know what's happening and that's why you know you're asleep. Mm-hmm. What if you don't try to get someone to wake you up. What if you just accept that you're asleep and just see what happens? Like go to your house to chill? I mean, if you can crawl that far, <laughs> come on over. Oh my God. The only reason, like, I will know when I'm going through this, I will know, okay, just relax. Like, I'm thinking this in my dream. I'm thinking this. Just relax. You'll wake up in a minute. Just relax. It'll be okay. But I I cannot breathe. And I can't move. Yeah. And that scares me. Like, I feel like I'm dying. And so yeah. the urge to wake up is just so that I don't die. If that makes but I sense. Think, like- it totally does, but obviously, like your body's fine. Your body's like over there chilling. Your body's asleep. So if you can tell yourself, like, "Hey, I'm actually okay," I just wonder what would happen. I'm just saying, experiment. So you're saying maybe tomorrow I should just fall asleep during the day and just see what happens. I mean, I don't think you're gonna die. That's not how you're gonna go out. Well, like, we know so that I you should die. I'm gonna come to your house and haunt your ass until you're dead. You know that, right? Because you're gonna be like, I'm just chilling. I'm gonna be nope. You told me I was fine. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. Just do whatever you want. All right. Well, don't be surprised if your weirdness picks up that I'm in your house next week. So. Just go with it. Okay. If I am in the bathroom, though, like, please just stay outside. Are you kidding? You know that's the first place I'm going to go. I'll be like, this is your space? Nope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so creepy. I know, I know. So enough of the creepy dreams. Let's talk about a good dream for a second. Yeah. This is one of my ultimate favorite dreams that I've ever had in my life. I'm so excited to share this. So this was like one of the first dreams where I think I actually realized that my dreams meant something and that people could come to me in my dreams. Um, so this was about 15 years ago. Um, we lived in like a duplex on the bottom floor And my husband's grandmother had passed away about, gosh, three, two two years prior. Um, She hadn't got to meet our son or anything like that, but I had met her and she was sweet. I talked about her in an episode before, how she was like very spiritual and a total believer. Um, She's a very, very, very spiritual woman. And so in my dream... I see her out of the front living room window. I see her walking up this little walkway, like 
up to our door. And I look out the window and I'm like, oh my gosh, Nana's here. And she's much shorter in this dream than she was in real life, which didn't make sense to me. But she's walking with her cane and I see her walking up to the door. And I'm like running over to the door and I'm like, Nana, Nana, what are you doing here? And she just has this big smile on her face. And so I go to open our front door and our screen, you know, I see her through the screen and she sets something down and she turns and she starts to walk away. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 hold on. And I'm calling for my husband. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time. I'm calling for him to come to the room because I'm like, she's here. She's leaving. Like, come and get her before she walks away. And she stops like before she turns the corner and I can't see her anymore. And she looks at me and she gives me the smile and looks at me like, it's okay. And she turns and walks away. And so I'm like, what the heck? What did she just leave at the door? And I open the screen and I look down on the ground and there is this tiny green, like almost satiny, like satin material jewelry like ring box like this dark green color like I wake up from the dream and I don't think anything of it except for how crazy is that that she came to me in a dream you know right so the next day I tell my husband and I'm telling him well my boyfriend (laughs) so long ago so (laughs) yeah I'm telling him and he's like wow, really? And he starts to tear up. And I'm thinking, well, he's tearing up because he misses her. You know, they were really close. I'm like, I know. What do you think? And he goes, I think that was her. 100% she came to you in that dream. I'm like, really? He goes, oh, yeah. Like, that was definitely her. I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, three or four months later, he proposes to me. And I end up getting this beautiful ring that was his grandmother's ring. Uh, He had diamonds set into it. And he tells me, remember that dream you had? Well, when my dad brought the ring over to me, he brought it over in this green satin ring box. Oh, my God. I'm like, no way. (laughs) no way no way and he's like I swear I will go and get it and show it to you right now and he shows it to me and I'm just like oh my gosh like that is the box that I saw in my dream that blows my mind I know every time I think of this story it just makes me so happy because that was her way of visiting and saying to both of us like it's okay like here's my ring and you can have it and that she was happy for us and she accepted me like that's how I took that so it just made me so happy I can imagine like and it's funny to be here where we are now and look back and know that this is your thing and you had no clue back then that that was kind of your thing and yeah for for your husband to be like still questioning you to this day you're gonna be sitting him down saying um do you remember the dream like I had it back then how much better do you think I am now (laughs) yeah that I know and it's funny because I have probably one dream where someone that 
I'm related to has come to me in a dream and not necessarily to come to talk to me, but I've dreamed about them. Um, so I don't know, your gift just blows me away when I hear some of the things that you've dreamt about, because I know that it's, it's real. Yeah. I love that. So there was another time where, you know, I was feeling like very sentimental. Um, I was very close to my great grandparents, my mom's grandparents. Um, my great grandpa, but I called him Papa. He died when I was eight. And we lived very, very close to him. So I literally would like run over to their house. Whenever I was in trouble, I ran to their house <laughs> and hid in the closet to get away from my parents. Um, but my, my grandma, my great grandma, but we, I just called her grandma. She passed away when I was 11. And so, you know, we're very close. We're close family. My extended family, were all very close and they meant a lot to everybody. And so one day I just was feeling very sentimental about that. Like, you know, I wonder, did, did I get to spend enough time with them? Like, did they really love me? Did they think of me the way I think of them? Like just, just thinking about them and, and how I wish that my husband would have gotten to meet them and, and meet my grandma who literally was like the sweetest, but like, sassiest little Mexican (laughs) lady ever she was like four foot eleven but I swear like you did not want to mess with her because she would pull the wooden spoon off the wall and smack you in your butt (laughs) so I had a dream though that she and my husband got to meet and it was like we went to her house And it just, this whole scenario played out and it was like, she had not even passed. Mm -hmm. It was just like nothing had changed and she got to meet him. And I just remember in my dream, just being so happy and telling her, I'm so glad you got to meet him. And just, it was just such a good dream. And so I love when stuff like that happens and I needed that. And I really do feel like they can come back when you need that oh, for sure for those you know I wonder have so. you ever tried like before you went to bed saying hey grandma I would really like to hear from you can you visit me in my dream and then go to sleep and see what happens yes does it work why well, that is what I well that is what I did to get that dream oh my gosh like okay so hold on hold on I am like totally finding this out right now so do you think, like, if you went to bed tonight, was like, hey, I miss you. Can you please talk to me? Do you think you'd have a dream? I mean, I could try. Um, I don't yes, know. How- let's explore. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. I'm curious. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. I found that if I, I am thinking of people that they will wind up in my dreams. I think that's pretty much the same. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to try to visit you in my weird, crazy <laughs> paralysis state. Um, if you see me crawling on your floor, don't freak out. And you, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to see you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. Um, <laughs> you can try maybe reaching out to what someone and seeing what happens? I think that would be really cool. Okay. 
I have somebody in mind, so I will do that. All right, let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so let's talk about nightmares for a second. Yes, those are all the time. <laughs> I mean, not the living nightmare that we're in right now, <laughs> but the actual nightmares you have when you're sleeping. I I can't even... I don't know. I can't remember them. So I guess they're not super important. I think for me, like I'll have bad dreams and I'll wake up and, you know, be out of breath and have to get up and feel nauseous and know that, oh my God, that was the most horrible dream I've ever had, but they're not memorable. So I don't know if it's something, you know, subconscious or maybe it was just coincidence. Um, I can say that. Haven't we... We have discussed that there is no such thing as coincidence. That is so true. Just FYI. That is so true. I, but I don't remember them. Like whenever dreams happen for me that actually mean something, I don't forget. And, you know, there's one that I can think of that was very earth shattering for me. And, and that wasn't necessarily a nightmare. Like we talked before, my gift is premonition to some degree. And this dream, um, I remember I usually get up for work before the sun even comes out. And on this day, this is true. Um, I got ready and I had this conference to go to. So I, you know, was really dressy, which is not normal. Um, I had a dress on and heels and I was racing out the door and I get in my car and I get on the freeway and someone comes into my lane and I overcorrect and I'm talking about a dream, but this was like real life when it was happening. I remember my white Dodge charger, uh, it was rolling and then it hit the center you know, concrete divide and it was stuck on the concrete divide and I was laying in my car and I watched, you know, my left arm fall out the window and it was bloody and I seen cars with headlights coming my way and I knew that I was going to die and I wake up and I sit up and I'm nauseous and I'm like, oh my God, this, that was insane. I cannot believe that happened. I'm okay. I'm okay. And after I got out of the shower and did my hair, go into the closet and I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear today? I have a big meeting today. I grab the dress. I laid on the bed. I get the shoes and I realize, oh my God, this is the dress that I was wearing in my car. And I just knew in the dream. In the dream. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was a premonition that I could not go to work. So at five 30 in the morning, I called my boss and I left a message. I'm like, I don't feel well today. I'm not coming in. I knew it was a big presentation. It was a meeting I needed to be at, but I knew I could not go. And I actually called into work and did not go in because I just, in my heart of hearts, I knew that that was going to happen. So not necessarily a nightmare, but kind of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That was, 
That is crazy. When you first told me that story, I was just blown away. It, and it's like, what if I had not taken that dream as reality and I went ahead and went to work? Would it have happened? Who would I be podcasting with? Yeah. I, I think God, now I will not say that I am capable of changing um, the progression of my life or events that happen. But I think God in this gift will give you glimpses to help you learn and understand, you know, what you're capable of and what he allows you to do. And I, if had I gotten into that car, what if he let me die? I can't say that because obviously I have a purpose here, but yeah, I don't know. Well, he could have showed you that knowing that you would figure yeah. it out and that you were not going to go to work. So, I mean, you could look at it that way too. Yeah, like, that's true. It's that's true. We're always in training. <laughs> when will we be good? <laughs> no more training required. No. I don't know. <sighs> but what about you? I know you've had some terrifying dreams. So, I mean, I definitely have. If you want to hear about my demon dreams, please go back and listen to the demon part one and part two episodes because those I talk about. Girl, I don't know if those were dreams. When you wake up with evidence on your arm, I don't know. I mean, those are dream-ish. Listen, when, when you are having dreams of demons, you are clearly being influenced by a demon they have infiltrated your Mm -hmm. mind and they are being allowed to you know have influence over your dreams so that's where I stand with that I mean I've had a lot of nightmares in my life a lot of crazy dreams um I've had a lot of dreams that I don't I don't know. They sound almost crazy. And if you would say, like, tell this dream to anyone, they'd be like, that's just a weird, random dream. None of it makes sense. But to me, yeah. It when you sense. live our lives. And <laughs> yeah. When I wake up from these dreams, I immediately know what the dream was trying to tell me. Um, I don't have my journal in in, in the closet with me right now or else I would read verbatim about this dream but during a time where we had a lot of activity in our house and I was really struggling to figure out how to keep it out and I still was kind of going through a little bit of PTSD from you know the demon episode like that whole issue um I was really having a hard time with figuring out, you know, how do I keep my house clear and how do I deal with these things going forward? And so a lot of the dreams that I had were about people trying to get in my Mm -hmm. house. And so I remember specifically there was a dream where there were people that it was like they were familiar people. We didn't know them very well, but it's like people we knew of, people we had seen, maybe people we had gone to school with, and like, we knew their name, but we didn't really know them, and they were trying to get in the house, and we were barricading ourselves, and we were trying to keep them out for some reason. Like, they were danger, and we were trying to stay safe, 
And specifically in this dream, I remember my oldest son and my husband being, I don't know where my youngest son was, probably sleeping like the little (laughs) angel he is. (laughs) And I remember in this dream, my husband saying, just open the door. We know them. And I'm like, no, we don't. Those people are not what they look like. Like, that is not who they are. And my son and I were literally pushing the door closed. It was like, you know, in movies, like, where you can see the door bending from force. Like, that's what it looked like. And when I woke up from this dream, I remembered thinking, oh, okay. So right now, my husband, he was not at a place where he could trust his instinct. Mm. He was not going to know if something was good or bad. He was going to say, hey, that's familiar. That's okay. But I was going to know that it was wrong. And my oldest son was going to know it was wrong. And we were going to have to defend the house. And so to tell anyone else the details of that dream, they would be like, whatever, that's totally just a weird dream. But I knew that it related to what was happening in our lives. And what it was telling me was, that it was okay that he wasn't going to understand he wasn't going to be a part of protecting the house that job was going to be up to myself and my oldest son so it's things like that that kind of come out of my dreams that are and that's what i'm saying a lot of your gift is it just blows me away because your dreams like you said it could be coincidence to anybody else but the way it applies to reality, it it's not coincidence. It told exactly your situation. And it was like it was reminding you, it did. you're in charge here. You can see these things. You know they're not good, even though they look good. You have to make that decision. And I think it was just kind of reaffirming, yeah. this is your gift. This is how you use it. Trust yourself. Exactly. So the last story that I want to tell is something that happened recently. Obviously, like, it's personal, but, you know, we're all, like, friends here on the Ghosty Girls podcast, so it's all good. We're, like, we're family. So, you know, the past two weeks have definitely been a struggle in my house. There's been just a lot of arguing. Like, I have a teenage Mm -hmm. son, and anyone that has raised teenagers knows that they hate their Mm -hmm. parents. Because parents know nothing and teenagers know everything, of course. We never did that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's been a lot of tension in the house with that. And, of course, there's, like, all the distance learning. So it's, like, trying to get your kid to do something he doesn't want to do. And just the stress of just life. So things have been hard. Mm And there's been a lot of arguing and fighting and kids being grounded and just, you know, everyone's been kind of on edge, um, as I'm sure everybody is right now. 100. So I kind of chalked, I chalked everything up to like, thanks a lot, COVID. <laughs> like, you're just fucking everything up for us right now. Oh my God, so true. And I figured that that was just what it was. But the other night, my husband and I got into the most random stupidest fucking argument that we have ever been in mm-hmm. in our lives oh literally over who could find medication in the closet 
and it turns into both of us just being so ridiculously angry at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I ha- I felt like I had never been that angry in my life. And I'm, like, seeing red over, like, something so stupid. And so, you know, he goes outside and I'm in the house. And, you know, we're, like, texting each other, like, apologizing after both of us realize, like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? And I'm sitting there, like, at first, you know, I want to be mean because... I mean, I'm a sweetheart, but listen. I'm kidding. You are a sweetheart, but you're I kind will, of a badass. So, you know. I I like to call myself a verbal assassin. Yes. Like, if there's something that will hurt you, I'm going to say <laughs> it. And it's it's the thing that I am so... I'm not proud of it at all. Like, that's the one thing I really need to work on because I hate that about myself. (laughs) But I knew it was wrong right away, you know? I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Like, why did I say that to him? I'm mad over something Mm -hmm. so dumb. You know, and he's texting me like, I'm so sorry about my reaction. Like, what did we even, why, why did we fight over that? I'm like, I don't know. Why I wasn't even mad at you before, and he's like, I wasn't either. I'm like, what the hell? Like, come inside. Like, let's go to bed. Whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And and I'm kind of sitting there, like praying, like God, what happened to me? I knew immediately, like when we were fighting, I was making a bad choice, like to act like that because obviously mm-hmm. I love him. Like we've been together almost twenty years, right? Like, that's the love of my life. Why am I being such a bitch to him over something so stupid? So I'm like praying like, God, what is happening to me right now? Why am I acting like this? I know that there's no reason. So why am I doing this? And I just felt so terrible for the things that I said. So long story short, you know, I fall asleep and I have this dream. And lots of weird things happen in this dream, but a majority of this dream takes place in like a foresty kind of area, like we're outdoors. And there's this green like cabin, two-story like house. And I guess this is our house apparently <laughs> in the stream. And I'm walking outside and there are these huge, huge, huge trees, these big redwood trees all along the line of the property. And I'm walking out there by myself. And in my dream, I'm thinking to myself, don't look up. Because if you look up, you're going to see mountain lions. Now, just to give everyone a little backstory. I was hoping you would go there. Mountain <laughs> They are literally my biggest fear of life. Like, I am not afraid of spiders. Yeah, I'm not afraid of <laughs> Like, literally, I would rather deal with a demon than a mountain lion. Because I know I shouldn't say that, but literally, that's true. Like, we went on vacation in Utah the entire time. I was scared shitless of the mountain. (laughs) You did research weeks Um, up until I'm not even kidding you. I did. That was crazy. I did. I know. (laughs) So, like, it's bad. I can't even look at photos, right? So. 
in this dream, I'm thinking to myself, do not look up into the tops of those trees. Because if you look up, you're going to see the mountain lions. And in my dream, I look up and I look up at the very top of the tree and I see a mountain lion in the branches. I'm like, "Uh, okay, like he's pretty far away. And then I look to the middle of the tree and I see another one. And I'm like, shit, there's two. Like, first of all, scientifically, that is not likely to happen because they are so, they ride solo. (laughs) But in this dream, I'm like, okay, I see the second one and he's, he sees me and we lock eyes and I'm like, okay, he acknowledges me. I've seen him. We've made contact. Like I'm backing up and I'm now making my way towards the porch which has like these stairs to get to this side door to get into this house that I've never seen, but apparently I live in, in the stream. And so it's, this thing is huge. It's like fat. It almost looks like it has the body of an African lion. Like it's not as sleek and slim as a mountain lion, but it's got a mountain lion face and eyes for sure. And it's making its way towards me. And I'm banging on the door, banging on the door for someone to open the door and let me in. And someone lets me in and I get in and bam, I wake up. And the minute I wake up, I am like, oh my gosh, I know what that dream was. That dream was telling me that, I give me a second because this might not make sense at first, but just <laughs> hear me out. The dream was telling me that the danger might be up in the trees and I might think that if I don't look up there and I don't see it that it's not there but it's there and just because I don't acknowledge it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's not there and that once I do acknowledge it it will make its you know way towards me or whatever and what I took that as was hey there's something in your house there's been something in your house And just because you are refusing to acknowledge that it's there does not mean that the danger is not Mm -hmm. there. And once you do acknowledge it, then you need to make your move. Then you need to make your escape. Then you need to get it out, whatever it is. And so I knew that immediately. As soon as I woke up, I was like, whoa, that's what that dream means. That's what was wrong with me. There's been something in my house and I have been ignoring it. I have been reasoning it away saying it's the quarantine. It's been hard on everybody. And that's not what No. And something we have to share with the listeners that please do. (laughs) Okay. You guys have to understand Jess and I have totally different backgrounds, like we would have never in the real world have ran into each other except for God's plan. Like there isn't two more different people in this world. And whenever we have experiences, this is not the first time. It never fails when something is happening at one house, it is happening at the other. What I didn't tell her this weekend, it just blows my mind. So Friday night, um, I'm getting ready to go to bed and my husband's, you know, doing something in the closet or something, getting something. And I say, Hey, I have a really bad headache. Can you get me some Motrin? And he goes, okay. And he brings it to me. He's like here, but we're kind of out. And I go, 
what do you mean we're out? Like, we've had a, a huge bottle. Where did they all go? And he's like, and it just, I don't even know why. It starts this huge fight. And I don't even know what it is about. And before I knew it, I'm grabbing my pillow and I'm grabbing my blanket and I'm marching downstairs and slamming the door. And he's standing there like, what is going on? And I just know that I am mad and it feels really good to be mad. So I go downstairs and I sleep on the couch and I'm laying there and he comes down. He's like, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. And I go, just go to bed. Don't talk to me. And this is not me. <laughs> like, it has never been me. If if there's an argument, I'm usually willing to listen to the other side unless I really think I'm right. But <laughs> um, I knew when he sat down, I knew, hey, let it go. Why are you mad? What is wrong with you? But it felt so good to be in that moment and to be mad that I just sent him back upstairs. And the whole weekend, I'm not even lying, not one second did we see each other's face. I went out of my way to stay on the third floor so that he could not see my face. And okay, you're lucky you have such a big house because <laughs> I could never have avoided my husband. Well, what's weird is that I didn't even know why. I didn't even understand what the fuck the fight was about like I had no clue and he comes home Monday from work and he's like he sits down and I'm I'm trying to be nice because it's you know it's really awkward I've been avoiding him the whole weekend I don't know what happened so I'm like dinner's on the stove and so he kind of you know very carefully talks back to me and we're chit-chatting and then he goes look I don't know what happened I don't know what this fight was about, but I'm sorry. And I go, me too. I don't know what happened. Like, do you even remember what the fight was about? And he goes, something about ibuprofen. Like, I don't know. And it was, it was weird that that had happened. And when you told me that, you know, you told me that you and you and your husband had a fight and I was like, okay, yeah, well, that kind of happened this week, and I was sharing my story, and you go, wait a minute, it was kind of weird that it's both about medicine, right? And I go, oh my god, are you kidding me? Like, I I sat down. That was so I sat down, and I was like, I got chills from head to toe. I'm like, oh my god, you have got to be kidding me. We both had fights about medication that had no like <laughs> no grounds for fighting and I know it's literally but so here's dumb. the thing that really blew me away when you told me about that dream and you were like there was two mountain lions and you know if I just ignore it it doesn't mean it's not there how many times have you exactly. and I talked about there's something in our house and we just refuse to deal with it because it's easier to let it go right Exactly. And so then I said to you, um, maybe that's why the second mountain lion was up at the top. And when I saw it, he didn't move for me because that lion wasn't for me. And that blew my mind. How crazy your dreams in depth. Like, 
we just talked last podcast about I moved to my son's room and I've been just kind of ignoring that there's an issue, but he has been so weird the last two weeks. And I chalked it up to being a young teenager kind of moving into, you know, hormones and all that. But when you said that, it just hit me like a brick. Yeah. There's something in my house. Well, and also we both have our sons are, you know, they're like nine Mm -hmm. months apart and they both are living in the most active rooms Mm -hmm. in our home and they're both behaving that way. They're both being, you know, they've got the mood swings and they're a little disrespectful here and there and they're talking back and then they're fine and then they're not. And so it's like, wait a minute, what is really going on here? It is literally mirroring each other's. And it's weird because every time there's something in my house, it's usually a sign that there's something in yours. And when there's something in yours, it's usually a sign there's something in mine. And it blows my mind how God just keeps putting us together. Like you guys kind of need each other here for some reason. And that was just a sign to me. And I sat my husband down. I said, listen, there's something in our house. He goes, oh, I know. He has been seeing and hearing so much that I have been brushing off. And we've talked before when our husbands see or hear things, that is a sign that it is next level. So (laughs) the fact that he is seeing and hearing more than I am, I know there's an issue and it takes a lot of energy to combat it, but it's got to be done. And I am so thankful that you shared that with me because now I know from past experience, your dreams mean something, and I need to take it seriously. And that's kind of what I love about us is that I know we were brought together mm-hmm. for a reason. Like, yes, we are totally different, but we are like we share the same weirdness. <laughs> like, we just have yeah. this connection, and it's funny because certain things will happen, and we'll be able to put things together to a certain extent but it's not until we talk Mm -hmm. to each other we're able to kind of talk it out and put all the pieces together and we are always just like blown away I know it It is so amazing I'm just so thankful to have you because I don't I know God would figure it out if it wasn't meant for you and I to share stories and be together but it blows me away that he just he knows what he's doing and he has a plan. And no matter how much you and I fight it in our own daily lives, it's going to happen. And I'm just thankful that I have you to bounce it off of. Oh, for sure. Like we're totally just along <laughs> for the ride. So, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of accepted that, which is really weird for me to say, because I'm a yeah. control freak and I have come to this place of acceptance. Like, Look, he's in control, so I guess yep, whatever. I'll get through it. It may suck going through it, but there's a purpose. Yeah, or maybe I won't. And if I won't, then I'm not going to be Bonus, here. Bonus, you get to meet him. Oh, well. I mean, not that I want to do it right now, but it would be kind of cool. Like, if you're just having a really crappy day that you just want to die, and then, uh, Jesus, like, that would be cool. Even on my crappiest days, though, I don't want to <laughs> die. Like, I want to keep, like, I got shit to look for here. 
Let me do some stuff. Oh my God. I, wish, I just can't wait to haunt other people. Like all the people that said it's not possible. I just want to haunt the crap out of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, do you think you're allowed to just haunt people that you, you know, we've like? talked about this. I know there's rules, but I don't know. I think having this gift, it kind of gives you an insight to what spirits think and do. So when I pass on, I kind of already got the basics covered. I don't know. I may be able to break a few rules. I definitely, like, I want to be able to visit the people I love, obviously. But there's some people that (laughs) have not been the greatest. And I want to be able to, like, go and fuck some shit. Throw shampoo bottles at their head, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, like, just do whatever. Oh, my God, that's going to be so fun. It could be fun, for sure. I'll let you know, because I'm going first. You know that, right? I'll let oh you know gosh. how it is. Maybe I'm going to haunt fine, you, but... and then I'm going to give you all the insider tips for whenever your turn comes. Okay, sounds <laughs> good. So, I mean, I know we could, like, literally ramble about this forever, but we should probably I know, people are probably up. snoozing by now. <laughs> The only people that find us entertaining are ourselves. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I get time to talk to you. I'm good. I mean, I really hope that's not true. And if you do enjoy our podcast, please go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, review our podcast. Give us those five stars. (laughs) Five stars. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are so close to having 200 followers on instagram and that would be really awesome so if you can please follow us at Go and Super share Rose. everybody's weird yes. <laughs> guys we're yes. down. we are so down to people. earth if you reach out to us in an email you're gonna get the real true honest people so reach out to us give us a chance we'd love to hear from you share your stories or even just say hi Yes, and our email address is podcast at ghostygirls.com. Also, share our podcast with your fellow weirdos. <laughs> share it with your friends. Share it with your family members. If you know someone that is going through some spirit, ghost, demon shit, yeah, send them we'll help way. as much as we can. Even if you want to reach out personally, we're willing to help as much as we can. Exactly. And... Until next week, don't forget, there are no there- people-